Last show of the week. Let's have some fun. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Tuesday, February 1st, 2022, and this is episode number 412. Barry on deck, as always. We roll through. Hey, I it's the sound feels weird. Am I uh, am I low in the headphones? Is this a? I don't know what's happening to my sound. My my stream was off a little bit. The, somehow this damn thing got crooked. I don't know what happened here. Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay. How you guys doing? You good? Happy Tuesday to you. Um, plenty to do. Let me tweet out the show here real quick. Sound is good. Good, good, good. I want to make sure I don't blow out your eardrums, but I want to make sure you can hear me. Last show of the week, guys, gals, last show of the week. No plans today. I was supposed to come in and be like, let's go. Bang, bang, bang. Sporty, sports, sports, sports. I was like, I mean, you know. Oh, you son of a bitch. Alex said, it's the nose that's crocked. Okay, never mind. Okay, first of all, crocked. If you're going to diss me, Alex, if you're going to talk shit, Alex, at least spell your diss right. Come in here with that old... Somebody time out, Alex. Five minutes. Get out of here. This is a no no shit Tuesday. Okay, I'm just making things up. Uh, Todd said I'm sick uh, since Friday. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry. I hope you're feeling better. Look at me showing up two days in a row. Hello, Sid. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, we roasting Barry today. I mean, if you want to, feel free. Go ahead. Roast me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> wow, look at this. Even more God. G damn IT. Huh? What? Okay. That's whatever. Do you, you tried. You tried. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, fun Tuesday today. No rules today. Let's just have some fun. Let's just enjoy the day. Enjoy the show. Enjoy each other's company. Yeah, I have sports to talk. Yeah, I have not sports to talk. Yeah, I have stories to tell. Yeah, I have shots to take. Remember to get my shot glass this time. So let's do it. I didn't do your sports headlines for the day. I'm sure you'll survive somehow, some way. Um, I uh, I do have sports stories to discuss, but I got a lot of things, a lot of things. And since it's, you know, since it's, uh, 
the last show of the week. What the hell? We'll do an Ask Me Anything About Anything. All you got to do is put hashtag AMAAA in the chat. You can ask me whatever it is you want to ask me. You can ask me about science, the weather, the human body, um, music, uh, uh, orchestra, symphonies, the violin. How does the tuba work? You name it. I just kind of went down a rabbit hole there for music. You can ask me about the, the digestive tract of a cat. You can ask me about why cows have two stomachs. Uh, whatever. Just hashtag AMAAA. Ask me anything about anything. Why do I have an extra A in there? That's not. I, uh, I don't think that's that's not right. That's uh, There's one extra A there. We're gonna get rid of that. That's that's not a thing. We're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Uh Sean, wait, what? What? Sean said gonna be a short show if y'all keep it up. Sean, it's always a short show. All right, seriously, somebody time Alex out. I've had enough of his shit. Alex, you can take a five minute timeout, you raggedy bitch. I'm gonna have time for this. I got I don't have time for this shit. I gotta talk about the greatest the greatest decade in the history of the world. Yeah, buddy. Greatest decade in the history of the world. I'll tell you who it is, but you know who it ain't? That raggedy axe Alex villain away with that suit. It's not his stupid ass. My guy Francisco. Hi from Hi Francisco. Thank you for being first in the chat. Thank you for being first in the super chat. Thank you for the first like. Jeff Bell, put him down. Triple crown. He's the best. My guy Cisco out here promoting on socials, showing up early to the chat, not giving me no guff like Alex Villanueva. Thank you, Cisco. Thank you for being here and being important to this show and being the greatest deckhead in the history of the world. Who the fuck is that guy? Exactly. I don't know who that guy is either. Whatever. It's Francisco. We'll move on. Uh, hey, uh, let's get to the chat real quick and give a shout out. Uh, Cisco was first. Justin Swinford was second. Steve the Weather Guy was third. Perry. Pete Jones was fourth. And then Alan Denson rounded out the top five. I hadn't seen Shelby cracking the top five in a while. I'm sure she's GTSS. We got to pull together and get Shelby back in here and give these men a run for their money. What's up, my sweet Donna? How are you? My sweet, sweet Donna. Terrence J, what's up, fam? John Dory got in early. I like to see that. Uh, Uriel Villanueva, AJB, CC, fully recovered. I'm so glad. She said, I feel like I was first. What's up, Decky Doodles? Nope, sweetie, you weren't, but you're first in my heart. I'll tell you that much. B-Mart, what's up, homie? Ray Lucio, good to see you, brother. Uh, Walt, what's up, fam? Heartthrob, Philip Bernard, fried pickles are life. That's the weirdest. No, fried pickles are garbage. That's disgusting. Todd, what's up, fam? Um, I know you've been sick, so that sucks. Uh, who else? Fidel is in here. What's up, Shouty? Andrew Clay, what's up, dude? Andrew's in. So what's up, sports fans? Mm-hmm. Not going to be a sportsy day today. I'll be damned. Um, Francisco said I deleted my happy Lunar New Year. Oh, did you? Okay. What's up, Mimi? Memesters is here. Hey, Mimi. Uh, who else is here? Joe Pro made it early. That's good. Crystal, Rob from So Smoking Gooder Show. What's up, man? We still need to link up and uh, do, yeah, network. Crystal Meth is here. Truck Driver Pookie is here. Rudolph with the message of the century. Sanitize, wash hands, social distance. Back the up. Uh, who else? Uh, Steven Luther, what's up, fam? 
Sean, the CPA. I like that you've added now CPA. Certified pain in my ass when I talk baseball. Uh, buddy, what's up? First day in a row. Yeah, where you been, buddy? Well, you, uh, by the way, the, the chicken looks delicious in your avatar. Now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. Tony the Handsome is here. Hello, Sid. Sydney made it. We discussed that just a second ago. Dimata's here. Three hour Tuesday. No, 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 no. What's up, Jesus? Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. So no one timed out Alex yet. Did Alex get his time out? What's up, Katie? What's up, fam? Mikey C is here. All right, B. Hannon, Valley Grower. Okay, let's start the show. Joe Pro, I got. Uh, oh, we got an AMAAA already. What's your wordle take? Oh, that's on the list to discuss. Have no fear, famo. We'll get to it now. Let's, you know what? We don't have sports headlines. We don't have no rules. We don't have no rules on this show. Sean said I forgot to change accounts. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Don't you worry about it. Steven said Barry taking five days off is going to make Dimata's head explode. <laughs> but I'm not taking five days off. I'm going to work. I'm just not going to stream. I mean, I'm still out there grinding all my life. Grinding, I'm okay. Let me do a comedy. That's, that's what it is. I'm worried about the drive. A little Uzi, Steven, the weather guy, helped me out with the drive a little bit. Um, So let's, I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Let's get to my my take on uh, Wordle. Um, where'd he go? Andrew Clay asked a good question. What's your Wordle take? So if you don't know what Wordle is... Uh, it was a game. It's a game that's been introduced. It actually started in October, and now it's super popular. It's gone viral. But it's basically like hangman for the internet. You are given a word. In fact, let's just go do today's wordle before it's not free anymore, because that's gonna suck. So let's get to let's get today's wordle in. Let's see. Wordle. Did you know it was named after the dude whose last name is Wordle? And it's just a play on the <laughs> He's sneaky. Okay. Uh, Wordle. Here we go. Got that up. All right, here we go. So let's get our Wordle of the day. Hey, Twitchy folks, it's Tuesday and stuff. What's up, Joe Pro? Thank you for being on Twitch. Uh, you can talk about the block of every morning show having different takes on Brady not returning to for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 par for the course really amos that's about how it goes uh there's an amaaa i'll add that to the queue andrew clay got that uh okay i think i'm caught up with all the amaaas wordle is a fun time yeah it is we're gonna do this one let's go we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bang this out right now i always like to start off with a word that has common letters in it so you can figure it out you know what i mean like store s t o r e you got s t and r which are pretty common uh, consonant. You got O and E, which are a couple of vowels. You got to start off with a word like that. I'm not saying start off with store every time, but I'm saying it gives you a pretty good. Oh, look at that. Look, come on, guys. I'm a goddamn professional wordler. Okay, now I'm just making up. So we know the O and the E. Now there's no R in here. So do we think it's O S E? Those? Do we think it's those? Oh, is it those? Oh, come on, fam. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. What? What? Look at that. I had four times I got it in four. This time I got it in two. I mean, that's 
probably never going to happen again. Uh, so if you didn't hear the guy that created Wordle, that game we just played there where you guessed the, the word of the day, uh, if you didn't hear, I know I'm going to retire from Wordle on top. That's a good idea, Stephen the Weather Guy. You go out, but see, you got to you got to be strategic, strategery with your words when you first start. Um, so the if you didn't hear the guy that created Wordle, he was like a software engineer from Boston, and he just sold Wordle to the New York Times for low seven figures. I think they said. Hold on, I got the. I got the thing here. Let's see. New York Times buys Wordle uh, in the low seven figures. So 1 million, 2 million. So it's less than 10 million. So it's less than 5 million. But think about that. You start a little website, little little hang. You take hangman and you just, you know, you do whatever. And now you've made 2 million off your little dumbass hangman idea. What? But he sold it to to the New York Times. Now what's going to happen is the New York Times is going to let it be free for a while. And then in order to play Wordle, you're going to have to subscribe eventually to the New York Times. So guess what's going to happen? People are going to stop playing Wordle because no one wants to subscribe to the New York Times. You know why? Because news is dumb. I mean, that's just one man's opinion. I don't really know news isn't actually dumb but i don't i don't want to read the new york. it's too complicated there's too many big words in the new york times no thanks and apparently what the new york times is doing is they're snatching up all the puzzles and putting them behind a paywall so you gotta subscribe to get your little puzzles on i don't like it i don't like it i think that's that's i mean that's savvy business but here's the thing. For 47 years, nine months, eight months and three days, I, I, well, okay. 47 years, seven months and two weeks and three days, I lived without Wordle in my life. If you think I'm going to subscribe to the New York Times just so I can play Wordle, you have severely overestimated how much I like Wordle. And I, sure, there's probably a, like a Wordle addict out there that's like, I can't stop Wordling. I'm all just, I'm out here just Wordling to death. Every day I'm out, every day I'm Wordling, Wordling. I don't know. It just seems to spend a couple of million bucks. Also, I feel like the guy probably could have made more, but he was probably like, if no one buys it, then what? Right. I mean, he's set now, I guess. I don't know. I don't mind the cash grab. That's not the part that I mind. I don't mind him selling it and getting what he can for it. I just don't like the fact that they want to put it behind a paywall in the New York times and then charge us to play the game. Seems kind of chinchy. Seems kind of cheap, but whatevs. Uh, what do you guys, I saw Shelby said she subscribes to the New York Times. What are you smart or something? What? A, what? Why? Sean said, I was just about to look the game up. Now I don't need to. Yeah, they're selling it. Yeah. It, no, don't worry about it. You're, you're never going to play it now. Cause you're not going to subscribe to the New York times. Cause it's maybe you should have bought Wordle with all the Dan's money. 
overestimated the dance money. Uh, you're the smartest, most well-informed Shelbasaurus I know. Okay. Um, Alex is, what's depressing? Yeah, Alex, freaking depressing. What is? News is sad a lot of times. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, the news is real sad. I don't, I don't understand. I don't like, Nora's a news junkie. Nora lives for the news. She gets home. This is, this is my wife. My wife gets home. My wife doesn't. I'll be sitting in this office with that door closed, over here working, grinding, right? Just trying to carve out a living on the interwebs. My wife comes home from nursing all day. Easy. Doesn't even come in and say hi. Just goes and sits on the couch and will sit there for hours. And if I don't leave this office to go pee or grab a Coke or she'll won't come and say hi won't come in and i'm like why don't you ever come in there she's like i don't know your door's closed i don't know what you're doing in there what do you think i'm done working well your door's closed. yeah because the cats come in and get it all my shit i don't i don't know i don't know <laughs> ray said watch it <laughs> don't snitch ray but she doesn't ever come in here she's so weird like that she just Comes home, sits on the couch, and watches the news. And she watches the news from the time she gets home until there's no more news at 7. And then at 9 or whenever Fox News comes on, she's like, oh, let's watch the Fox News. I'm like, you literally just watched the other news two hours ago. It's the same news. Uzi says she definitely thinks you're watching porn. I mean, look, this isn't the easiest office to watch porn in when you got two glass doors. Definitely not the easiest place to to watch the porns. Um, got a dip for a meeting. Finally back at work. Have a great show. I'll catch the replay. Appreciate you, Housey. Good luck at your meeting. I hope they don't. Uh, hope you don't fart. Dave Donna said, "I I will watch the news, but not sit down and read news." Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't like reading. We've already established reading is for dummies. Sorry, Shelby. I mean Sydney. Sydney's a reader. She loves to read. Me, on the other hand, I don't. Uh, I love alcohol and computers and sports and comedy and video games. And my wife and my cats. It's pretty much it. Oh, that smells so good, Ray. You did good on this, buddy. This is good shooting whiskey right here. Hey, last show of the week, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody that's tuned in, that's helping me transition over to Twitch. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Decade community. Thank you for supporting the show every day and still coming back and watching and putting up with all my shenanigans and my bullshit and everything else and helping me grow this thing. I appreciate you. I love you. Cheers, Deckheads. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Guys, Barry has the remote frosting windows. But I wish. I really do wish. I would love that. I do love the Deckheads. I love the Deckheads very much. Very, very much. Most of them. Some of them, not so much. Alex Villanueva? Nah. Nah. Just no. That guy? Who the fuck is that guy? Just kidding, Alex. You know I love you, buddy. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, she, Fox 26, not Fox News, Fox News, Fox 26. They have news on Fox 26. Boy, that, that hit different right there. Okay, let's get to some other stories. So that was one of the stories I wanted to talk about. 
was the New York Times buying Wordle. They bought some other stuff too. Um, oh, they have like recipe cooking apps and games and I don't know. The Times games along with the crosswords and spelling bee include letterboxed tiles and vertex. Anybody knows what any of that stuff is? What is, what is the, why are you, why are you making those faces, Cece? <clears throat> oh, the alcohol is too much for you? Yeah, I feel that. Don't worry about that. Uh, all right, let me tell you a story. Now, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get your opinion on this, uh, folks. I, I, I hate saying chat uh, all the time. It's such a cliche thing to do is this, hey, chat. Uh, Andrew said as a local TV person some people don't discern between Fox and Fox News and local Fox affiliates that is very true uh, Andrew very true there's a huge difference between the two huge difference um, what's up Matt Poche good to have you here famo thanks for showing up for the show thanks for thanks for reporting to work that's like bro you don't pay me hey there you go hey chat that's Joe bro did it uh, so I went to McDonald's, not McDonald's. I went to Sonic this weekend. I swung in after, after my private show. I'm your private dancer. I think it was Saturday. Yeah. Saturday after the show. I was kind of hungry. Snacky. You know what I'm saying? Like I just wanted a snack. I wanted a pretzel, Sonic pretzels, uh, underrated pretzel and cheese from Sonic is underrated. Um, I wanted that and a small cookie dough blast and a medium cherry limeade slush. Nora wanted a slush and a pretzel. I pop in, no piggy. Place my order. I'm good to go. Young man brings my order out, and he's got a little trainee with him. You know, she's she's obviously learning the Sonic ropes. She hasn't graduated to skates yet, but she's in the game. She didn't have the belt yet. She's there though. Sonic does have a soft pretzel, Donna, and it's amazeballs. It's like real salty, and the cheese is good and salty, too. And oh, if you're a pretzel, soft pretzel person, you should try Sonic's pretzel. It's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> so I order, I pay, I have a $5 bill on me. Now, this isn't a lot of food. This is two pretzels, two drinks, and a blast. So my total wasn't that much. And the young man brings it out. And I was like, you know, I'm going to tip him. But I'm not going to tip him $5. That's I tipped a pizza person $5. I'm, I'm going to tip him two bucks. All I have is a five. So I'm just going to, I'm going to give him the five. Tip him two bucks. Give me three back. We're good to go. No problem. Guy walks up, hands me my food. And he's like, here you go. There's your receipt. I said, thank you. And I hand him a $5 bill. I said, here you go. Can you give me? And as I get the words, can you give me? He goes, thanks. And he snatches it out of my hand and starts to walk off. I was like, hey, I need $3 back. I need $3 back. Give me $3. And he does. He ignores me. He literally, I know he heard me. I know for a fact he heard me say, give me $3 back. Because I'm screaming it out of my car window. Give me $3 back. And his trainee is frozen. 
This trainee is just like, I, like this dude was literally like, I'm not giving you $3 back, fam. You hand me a five piece. I'm out of 5,000 G. He's a nineties rapper. So now I have to decide, am I going to get out of the car and chase down a 17 year old kid into Sonic? And let him know that he owes me $3 or I'm going to take it out and ass whoopings. Or do I just let it go? Y'all know me. I didn't let it go. I didn't let it go. I I didn't go frozen on him. So the little trainee starts walking off. I was like, ma'am. Ma'am, get over here. Ma'am, get over here. And she's a young lady. She's probably 16, just starting her journey in life. And she's, yes, sir. I said, I told that man I wanted $3 back from my $5 bill. You need to go get him and give me my $3 back. And he goes, and she goes, I'm so sorry, sir. And she pulls out $3. And you can tell this is the only $3 she has. Excuse me. She's training. And I'm like, "Mm, give my $3. And I snatched that shit out of her hand. I was like, goodbye. And I pulled out and I drove off. Lesson learned. That's a life lesson. She had to learn the hard way that sometimes people you're associated with are going to give you a bad rep and you're going to pay the price for it. And this young lady learned a valuable life lesson. And you know what she did? I guarantee you, folks, I guarantee you she walked into that Sonic and walked up to this pimply faced redheaded weirdo and went, you owe me three dollars, bitch. I promise you. I promise you she got her three dollars back. A trainee not making no money. She got her three dollars back. But you know what? We all learn some grown-up lessons. We all learn some grown folks' lessons. But I showed this snatched that $3 and drove on. Thank you, bitch. Whoop. Nope. You're going to learn today. We're going to learn today. We all learned. Yeah, I am kind, Joe Pro. I, I mean, uh, Rob. I'm very kind until you screw me over. She said something. I guarantee you she went back. Come on, folks. Who, who amongst you is letting that go? <laughs> the lesson was not always tipping singles. I Look, I could have not tipped. Okay? You guys are burying the lead. You guys are like, oh, all you tipped was $2? Knowing y'all's broke ass, raggedy bitch asses, go to Sonic and don't tip at all. Oh, man, I'm fresh out of ones, dog. All I got is hundreds. No, I'm a good person. I'm a saint. I don't know why I don't have a church named after me. I'm good people. But you're not going to get you know $5 on a couple of pretzels and a cherry limeade slush i'm good i'm a good person but i'm a reasonable person also i'm on the streamer's budget a low level streamer's budget i ain't i ain't got mr beast tip money y'all if i was mr beast 20 no problem fam <laughs> All right, Anthony said, I'm sure you're going to get a special topping on your next order. Oh, he's going to be fired by then. 
No, there's no doubt. If that's the attitude that young man takes to work every day, he's not going to last in the Sonic corporate world. No way. There's no way. He looked like the bully on the Christmas story. He looked like the bully. She probably cried. Shelby, I don't. I don't need to hear that. Yes, Clarence, I tip it Sonic. I'm a good person. I'm a good person, chat. That's Donna knows. Fledgling YouTube fleet place. Can't say. Donna, we're cleaning up the act. Okay. Hey, VB, I need you to shut up, okay? I need you to shut your whore mouth. So I ask you, chat, not if you would have tipped or not, because I know some of y'all's broke asses wouldn't tip. Clarence, I ask you, if you handed this man $5 and said, give me $3 back, and he looked at you and went, hmm, and turned around and walked off, I want to know, would you guys have done the same thing? Would you have called him back? And when he doesn't come back because he's being a little bitch-ass hoe, yes, 17-year-old boys can be bitch-ass hoes. Uh, would you have just, hey, listen, anybody, any Sonic employee that hands me $3 and change, I'm taking it. Would you have done the same thing, chat? I want to know. Would you have done the same thing? I'm not ashamed of what I did. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed. We all got to learn lessons, okay? Yeah. And we all learned a lesson that day. You don't trust redheads. That's the lesson I learned. You don't trust 17-year-old redhead little boys that look like the bully from a Christmas story. You can't, you can't trust them. Uh, what would Jesus do? Jesus would have gotten his change. I, I really believe that. That's, I think that's what Jesus would do. I think Jesus, I think Jesus wants people to, Jesus would have gave like, like I did, but you know, you're not going to stiff Jesus on, on some cash. You know, I mean, as Joel Osteen, <laughs> uh, I'm going to fuss about $3. I'm not spending money on Sonic. Well, said, if I'm going to fuss about $3, I'm not spending money on Sonic. Yeah. I don't think you understand. Well, it's the principle. It's not the $3. I've tipped $5 at Sonic before. I've tipped $7 because they ran in and got me extra ranch and came back. I've tipped $5 to $7. It's, it's, not, it's not the amount. It's the principle of if I hand you a five and say, give me three back and you look me in my face and walk off like, I'm not giving you three back, fam. This is my five now. I'm the captain now. No, we're not. We're not doing that. I don't think so. Somebody's going to learn. Yeah, buddy said, that's a good point, buddy. Jesus would have been confused. Like, this isn't drachma. I don't know what is, I don't know what they, Jerusalem bucks. I don't know how that worked. Maybe he was going to get change. Nice try, Amos. That sounds like a little bitch-ass excuse for not giving me my money back. That's what that sounds like. Uh, Jen said, I would have asked her to send the boy back over. No, no, no. We're all going to learn a lesson today because you're not melting my ice cream. You're not, you're not going to let my slushes turn to water. 
had to chase you down for three dollars that you should have gave me when I said to give it to me. Nope. No, we're not gonna run. We're not gonna run my wife slush. Mm-mm. I did that for Nora. That's that's the bottom line. I did that for Nora. One. Marty said one. Never tip at Sonic. Two. The girl cried. Okay. Now. I don't think the girl cried. If the girl cried, she needs to get out of the game. She's she's not cut out. She's not Sonic material. You got to have tough skin to work at Sonic. It's a face-to-face thing. You know how many angry, big, fat, white women go into Sonic and then yell at you because their mozzarella sticks are cold? It's going to happen because their hot dog doesn't have enough chili. You better toughen up, big girl. You better toughen up. Uh, what is this? Barry's trying to end up on the news he'll never want. Yeah. Listen, I wouldn't know. Put me on the news. I don't give a shit. Barry's cutting off her power before the winter storm does. I I didn't take money out of her. She could get the money back. I, I was he on roller skates? No, buddy, he wasn't on roller skates. You know redheads aren't coordinated. Okay, I'm just making up things now. Uh yeah, thank you, Poch. <laughs> The rest of you can kiss my ass. Matt Poche is a man of the people. I en- I enjoy this person and I think he's a wonderful human being because he agreed with me. The kid got greedy. Bleep him. Exactly, Matt. Exactly. Bleep that kid. You get greedy, your friends pay the price. Now you all know. Uh, Mimi said next time just ask for change and then hand the tip back. That seems pretty logical. I probably should have done that. All right. <laughs> Rob said $5 Friday for the Sonic Girl. No, it wasn't. It was $3 change Friday for the Sonic Girl. I thought you liked Trey. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about. So that was the that was my Sonic story. And a kid, those kids learned a tough lesson. You also said all mats are idiots. Did I? I don't recall that. I don't think I would have said that, Walt. That doesn't sound like anything I would totally say. G-Man said Barry's footing is going to be eight inches. What? Up oh, my footling? What are you saying, G-Man? I've had whiskey on an empty stomach. I don't know what's happening right now. That girl should have gone Lorraine, Lorraine, Lorraine of Bobbitt on Barry. Okay. You know what, G-Man? Could you just keep it simple? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna learn you something today. Okay, I, I can't. I wear a hazmat suit, Donna. What? Donna said, "Tony, you are not getting off your house to go to Sonic." Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Okay, let's move on. You guys are, you guys have totally distorted the whole story about uh, how generous I was to tip two dollars for two pretzels, two slushes. And a blast. Small blast. Not, I mean, they didn't even have to bring out a bucket of blast. It's a small cookie dough blast. I'm a giver, okay? I'm a, I'm a giver is, is the moral of the story. By the way, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, make sure you hit uh, subscribe. It's totally free. doesn't cost you a single penny. You could go to Sonic and get your tip money back because you subscribing on YouTube is free. If you're watching... This show right now on Twitch, please click that follow button. 
If you're watching it, if you're watching the replay later because you're like, this guy looks hilarious. Hit follow, please. Smoking. Rob says subscribe, but I'm leaving. Why are you leaving, bitch? Why are you leaving? Don't leave, ho. Uh, hit follow if you're on Twitch. If you're not on Twitch yet, you need to get over there. We're leaving soon. We're we're out your chair soon. Okay? We're off of YouTube and on the Twitch full time as of March 1. That's the deadline. So you got you got you got 28 days. You got all of Black History Month, by the way. Happy Black History Month. You got all of Black History Month to get over to Twitch. That's it. And then we're on to Twitch. We're off of live YouTube shows. Okay? You've been warned. So hit follow on Twitch. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button. Oh, you raggedy bitch. Our Anthony said, I'll do it for $3. Well, I'm fresh out of $3, okay? Because I had to tip the pizza guy. God, we eat out a lot. Jesus, what? Oh, man. That girl's going to be Barry's nurse in the nursing home. She will remember this day. I don't think so, G-Man. I don't think so. You know, she's, if, if that's the case, she's going to be like, thank you, Mr. Lamanac. Thank you for teaching me how to be an adult. Thank you for holding people accountable. Thank you for making me understand that teamwork doesn't always make the dream work. There's some people who are on your team will let you down. Yeah, happy Chinese New Year, Church Driver Pookie. I watched a story on ABC 13 last night because Nora's a news junkie about Maya Shea. It was really interesting. I didn't know there was a lot of interesting tidbits about Chinese New Year. Chinese Lunar New Year, whatever it is, I learned it. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, Barry was like the mob boss that shot the guy's best friend to teach him a lesson. Y'all can all kiss my ass, Philip. Hey, Joe Pro! Joe Pro just sent $3. Okay. That was a smart-ass super chat, Joe Pro. A smart-ass super chat. Really? Re you just... <sighs> Joe Pro, why don't you send over so... Why don't you super chat me morals and principle? Huh? Because that's what it was about. Also $3. Barry tipped the boy and made the girl tip him. Um, no, God. Uh, you know what? I hate y'all so much. I hate y'all so much. So, so much. Let's do, a, let's do a fun story so you guys can kiss my raggedy ass. Huh? How about that? How about this fun story? No, don't be LMAO and Joe Pro in the chat. I don't need to... sent over three dollars like it was nothing you know what didn't come with that three dollars joe pro a lesson let's talk about this story with david ortiz this is a pretty cool story so this guy uh his name brian bannister he was a coach for the red sox and he was telling the story about what David Ortiz would do during games when he was a designated hitter. And the reason he told the story is because he said, look, being a designated hitter is not easy. 
And he had this really epic story about David Ortiz. So check this out. It was a series of tweets. Go to at real Banny on Twitter. If you want to follow Brian Bannister on Twitter and, 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 you know, it's probably a good follow, but this is his story. This is how it reads. It says, congratulations to David Ortiz on your election to Cooperstown. Here's my favorite big poppy story. Again, not mine, Brian Bannister on Twitter at real Banny. Uh, David played his final MLB season in 2016 at the age of 40. Even after 20 years in the big leagues, he still worked relentlessly at both his hitting and physical conditioning. His schedule that year was extremely busy. Farewell gifts, speeches, interviews, nonstop media. Often the quietest time of his day was during the games. Being an American League DH is a lonely existence. 30 to 45 minutes between at-bats is typical. No time in the field. Some players really struggle with controlling their thoughts and anxiety during their downtime. Not David. During his final season, he used to he used that rare downtime to call back friends. For context, Banny says, I was added to the Red Sox Major League coaching staff for the first time at the All-Star break in 2016. During games that year, I would sit on a couch in the clubhouse and monitor video and pitch data on my laptop for any signs of trouble with the pitchers. By the way, fascinating side story there. David would often sit on a couch nearby. You know, you always think these guys are just in the dugout. That's not the case. They go in the tunnel and eat and drink and poop and you know, watch TV during the game. They do these things. They're Yeah. So he said, I had always loved his infectious laugh and admired his incredible personal style. Uh, he, his ESPN commercial is one of my favorite personal favorites is one of my personal favorites. Excuse me. This one day in particular, he was sitting on the couch opposite of me talking on the phone as usual mid conversation. He remarked, Hey, hold on. Okay. Don't that's racist. Hey, hold on a sec. I have to go hit. However, this time he did something unusual. He didn't hang up the phone. He just put it down on the couch. I watched him walk down the stairs to the dugout and then appear on TV on the on-deck circle just moments later. Within a few minutes, he was in the batter's box, spits on his gloves, claps his hands. Meanwhile, I'm still sitting on the couch on my laptop. His phone is still on the couch across from me. The call is still active. I look up at the TV. He goes deep. Unbelievable. He starts trotting around the bases. He crosses home, points up at the sky, high fives his teammates. Moments later, he walks up the stairs into the clubhouse, sits down on the couch opposite of me. He picks up the phone again and says, hey, I'm back. Where were we? The phone call had never ended. Absolute legend. You got to love that. You got to You got to love <sighs> stories like that. That's a cool story. That's a cool moment. That is a pretty neat story. I'm sure there are tons of those. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there are. I just thought that was pretty cool. You don't think about those things. All you really do, all you really think about, all you really process is what goes on at the moment we see them. We don't realize that there's, you know, Jordan Alvarez is sitting in that dugout, bored as shit, probably goes down into the clubhouse and plays Wordle. It's pretty neat. That's a pretty cool story. So I just thought I would share that with you guys. Look at this. 
Bring on Dex moving to Twitch. Yeah, that's in the chat. Don't ignore my chat bot. My chat bot has feelings too. Uh, Tony said, I like Big Poppy even more, but he leaves big tips or something. By the way, you know what I want to do? So I have this TV right here. I want to put my logo on there so that like when I get up or walk away, like my logo is on the screen the whole time. I think that would be pretty cool, right? I think that would be neat. Uh, also, I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do with the walls and stuff. I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got these LEDs I got to put up. I need to redo the whole back. I want to brighten it, but I kind of like this dynamic of where it's dark in the back and light up front, but you know. What you got to do? Um, Wade Boggs and fried chicken. Well-tuned athletic machine. Never never heard the Wade Boggs fried chicken story. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> CC said none of y'all have ever been poor in a show. Thank you, CC. <laughs> CC gets it. No, there's no $3 Thursday Virginia button weed. Kiss my ass. It's $5 Friday, $3 Thursday. I hate y'all. Um, Cece said, then you understand the need to get your $3 back. Yeah. Thank you, Cece. Thank you. All right, so we got the big poppy story done. Uh, let's see here. What time is it? 2.52? No break yet. I'm not starting an OnlyFans just because I want to have a nice backdrop for you guys. That's, I think I'm going to get rid of the floor lights. I didn't even turn that one on. I forgot to turn that one on. It's not even plugged in. Yeah, I think I'm going to get rid of that floor light over here. I think I'm just going to go with the two sides and then the, the be safe, be kind. In fact, you know what? I'll do this. Get the shit. Turn it off right now. Yeah, there we go. That's better. I need to get shades for these doors, though. I need to get shades for these doors, but yeah, I like that better. That looks better. Yes, she's stateside. She's back. Uh, G-Man said, I bet she already has texted every person that knows Barry's license plate and act description. I don't even know what that means. You guys got it. You guys got to lock it up, chat. You got to tighten it up, Okay. Got to tighten it up. Any of y'all watch Ozark? Sean, I watch Ozark. Nor and I haven't caught up on this current season yet. Um, we're still trying to finish Money Heist. And once we finish Money Heist, then we will start watching Ozark. I'm pretty pumped about it, though. Ozark's a good show. Let's talk a little bit about my surprise, my flabbergastedness. I didn't get any, well, mind your business. Okay. Mind your business. Uh, yeah, no spoilers, Sean. I, I, I gotta say somebody on the discord posted a story that the stock that Spotify lost 2 billion, 2 billion. As its stock plummeted after Neil Young was like, hey, I'm gonna. I feel like Neil Young talks like an old man with indigestion. I don't know. Just look, look at the face. Look at the face on there. Hey, 
Nope. Hear me off. I tell you what, though. The man has some pull. Joni loves Chachi or some shit. Joni something or other pulled her, her music down, too. Not a lot of other people have followed suit, but it's because they don't own the rights to their music. But I tell you, musicians get screwed. Um, but Spotify loses $2 billion as their stock plummets after Neil Young's Joe Rogan protest. Other people started protesting. Other people canceled their accounts. Other people found out that the, one of the dudes that owns Spotify is investing $100 million in military research to create stuff for weapons and war. And they're like, not me. You're not using my money to do that. I don't think so. So Joe Rogan finally had to issue a statement. He finally had to come out and talk about it. And this was his statement. Uh, well, you remember Neil Young's statement. They can have Rogan or Young, not both. And me and half of the free world that Neil Young has rocked mocked him. I mocked him. I was like, Neil, buddy, no one cares about you. They're not choosing you. Rogan got a $100 million offer from Spotify. No one gives a shit about you, Neil. You're literally shooting yourself in the foot and the weird neck. By pulling your music down. But shares tumbled 12% when we're at closed last week. New Young said, I'm doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, uh, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. Please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the time schedule. I mean, you probably need to send a letter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rogan came out and made a statement though. Let me see. I, I don't That's not in this article. Rogan's statement. Here we go. Uh, his full statement. He made a video. What the hell? Oh my God. Okay. Independent kiss my ass. Can somebody just post it? I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying to be controversial. I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. Um, he said, I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Um, it was Joni Mitchell who pulled her, her music, her catalog down along with Neil Young. Rogan said, I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I most certainly don't want that. I've always been an, he's always been a Neil Young fan. He said, and then he told a story about how he worked a Neil Young concert and quit because he was security and people kept fighting. And he was like, screw this. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan also addressed the controversy earlier Sunday, writing a statement through their Archwell Foundation uh, that they had expressed concerns to Spotify about the all too real consequences of COVID-19 misinformation on this platform. A couple announced in 2020 they would produce and host a podcast exclusively on Spotify. We look to Spotify to meet this moment uh, and are committed to continuing our work together as it does. It's pretty interesting to me. I I mocked Neil Young for his his uh 
decision, I guess we'll say. I'm mocking. I did. I'll admit it. At the end of the day, there's enough old geezers on Spotify, I guess. And I don't think it was just the fact that Neil Young pulled his catalog. I think what it did is it made people pay attention. And what is Spotify all about? What are they doing? What's going on over there? Yada, yada, yada. Yes, Joni Mitchell, Donna. That's who it was. Joni Mitchell and Neil Young have pulled their catalogs. I don't know if anybody else has. Um, so, uh, Asymmetric Risk said the whole market dropped last week for a bit. Not sure Neil Young moves the needle that much. Uh, well, there were a lot of people, though, that started canceling. And so, yeah, I'm sure it had something to do with it, but not everything. I mean, the market has kind of been a tumble or was. Keep on rocking in the censored free world. See, I think that's the problem, asymmetric risk, is you want to say that it's freedom of speech, but you can't go into a crowded theater and yell fire. And you also shouldn't be allowed to go go on a, a podcast or own a podcast that that disseminates information that's just not true and factual. That's not freedom of speech. That's called lies and bullshit. And I think if, if you're out there saying shit that flies in the face of, of science and facts, 280 doctors and scientists come forward and say you're saying the wrong shit. None of this is true. This is the opinions and some skewed data of a couple of wackadoos. That's not freedom of speech, dude. That's just not. You can't, you, you, you can't hide behind freedom of speech and just say, I can say whatever I want. It's not how freedom of speech works. That's not how freedom of speech works. And that's the problem. And I do agree with this side of it. It's dangerous to give out information that is not true. That could cost people them lives because they look up to you and they believe you when they tell you, when you tell them something that is dangerous, it's reckless. That's not freedom of speech speech. It's just not. Uh, Total Doss said being allowed to say spray Lysol on the inside of your body is not a freedom of speech. Someone will try it. So do you think that we could uh, inject the light into people's body with the bleach? I just, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> or Anthony said, as long as I can still hear sitting on the corner doing dope. I'm with you. As long as that doesn't go away, I'm good with that. But no, you, you, you it's, if it's an educated fireman. No, you can't. I've never listened to an episode of Joe Rogan, Joel. And I know that probably makes me a bad person, bad comedian, bad live stream podcaster. I, I'm sure. I have honestly never listened, not to more, maybe like three minutes. I'll turn it on and be like, yeah, no, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, Asymmetric Risk said, yeah, but the science is changing as we learn. I'm all for that. I'm Listen, I'm not telling you, I'm the kind of guy now where I'm like, man, this is just, I'm so tired of doing this. Like, I don't want to wear my mask anymore. I, I don't. Like I'm, I'm. Trust me, I'm. I'm not one of those guys. If you bring me proof, like I've argued with my wife and others that are staunch 
you know, pro mask, pro vax, got to do all these things. And I, I've, I've had those discussions of, look, the vaccine isn't necessarily for me. It's for, I mean, it is for me, but the mask isn't for me. It's for you. And I trust me, I'm, I'm not opposed to the truth. What I'm opposed to is idiots and people who are politicizing something. I said it on Twitter, uh, on Twitter the other day. There was a guy that was like, oh, how many people have had the vaccine and gotten sick? That is strictly just people trying to politicize this. The vaccine isn't going to prevent you from getting COVID. If you believe that, you're ill-informed. You're going to get COVID with the vaccine. What it does do is lessen the symptoms and help to reduce your risk of death or serious injury because you get COVID. Just like with the flu. Getting the flu shot doesn't prevent you from getting the flu. It lessens the symptoms and how long you have it. So I'm not an idiot. I understand that. But my problem is, is that people say, well, don't get the vaccine because you can still get COVID. No shit. Just spread the truth. That's all my point is. Don't, don't politicize something that should not be politicized. Because that's what's happening in this country is we are politicizing COVID. Let the science talk and stop making this about politics. That's my problem. Uh, the problem is that people have opinions based on headlines and not actual facts. Mimi, that is so true. So many people out there, what, regardless of what you believe and what side you're on, there are oh, both sides. Both sides of the aisle, both sides of this argument. If your argument begins with what well, I read on Facebook, you can just shut up now because your argument is stupid. And it's not just one side. It is both sides who get their arguments from Facebook. And that's reckless. Or there are people, this is goes back to the topic at hand because I don't want to get too political. There are people who go, well, I heard on the Joe Rogan podcast, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and he talked to one kook that let personal ideology get into science. And that's a problem. That is absolutely a problem. Amos said Rogan's pods are long as hell. When he is someone interesting, I listen in clips. That's true, too. That's probably a problem with this. Uh, Gandhi1124 said, well, they need to say in a shot, not a vaccine, just like the flu shot. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, Amos said, abort COVID talk. They will take down your shit. Oh, I know. This, This show has already been fucking shadow banned on YouTube. Excuse my language. That's why we're moving to Twitch anyways. Totally understand that. Totally. Um, Potch said, dude, I was saying this the other day. Yeah. All right. So so we'll move on. I don't want to politicize this because I know some of you are going to get butt hurt because you don't, I don't agree with you. And we, we just can't handle that in our society and in this, in this country. So if we don't agree, then you have to take your toys and go home. And I certainly don't want that. I want you guys to enjoy the show. Let's not politicize it. That was meant to just be a really a discussion about, whoa, Neil Young moved the needle a little bit. He's got people talking. That's crazy to me because I couldn't name you one song Neil Young sang until someone said Rocket in the Free World. Had no idea. I would have said Kiss. I'm not going to lie. I would have said, oh, Rocket in the Free World? That's Kiss, right? No. I also forgot that Neil Young was the Young in Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. But that shows you how bad it got. Is I really just remember them as Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But there was Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young at one point. 
Uh, C-Tan said, hey, Barry, I don't know if you noticed Joe Rogan always wants to be the right instead of getting it right. Oh, uh, that's a really good point. And it's it's tough, too, C-Tan, because you can get caught up in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, when you start to grow, and it, it, the same thing happened to me in sports talk radio, right? Like, you start to get popular, your show gets popular, ratings are good. Me and Joel are vibing. Me, Joel, and Nick are doing this thing. We're, we're talking sports every day and arguing. And you're right a few times, and it you start to want to be right all the time. And that's part of the problem with politics in general in this country, is we'd rather be right or feel like we're right than, than just speak the truth and the facts and, and compromise. It's, it's all about winning. It's all about winning, and winning equals being right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. He's really, that podcast, and you can't knock the results and the hustle. But man, that podcast used to be with comics and fun and funny. And now he's like, I want to do all these interesting and poignant things and get into the weird psychedelics. And I ate cow shit and got high or whatever they do. I don't know. I don't know what they do. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, who the who the hell is Neil Young? Okay, I don't expect I don't expect you, truck driver Pokey, to know that because I don't know that. I don't know. It's this dude, okay? It's the dude on the right. It's the dude with the turkey gobbler neck thing going. I mean, he's old. I'm probably going to have that one day as fat as I am. That's Neil Young over there. More like Neil Old. Okay. What's up, Brian? All right, let's move on before more people get butter. I'm sure I've lost like half of my stream viewers already. Oh, my God. We went up three. Oh, uh, what? Uh, totally ignoring uh, the uh, Josh. What's up, Joshua over there on um, Podbean? Well, we got we got 10 folks listening on Podbean. Look at us. Sorry, guys. I don't really get into the chat a lot on Podbean. It's really more just for listening but not chatting. If you want to chat, join us on YouTube. Join us on Twitch. I, I pop in every once in a while. Uh, San Antonio, they're already icing bridges. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. My show just pulled a Reyes right now. Haha, <laughs> I'm gonna send a pic to our Discord Reyes. What? Our Discord? You guys got your own Discord? That's cool. Um Yeah, I, that's one of the things. I wanted to show you guys this. I've got to I'm driving to um <laughs> Marty said stop with the turkey neck shit. No, it's gonna be me one day. Look at look at this. Look how fat I am in the neck, Marty. It's gonna be me. Ain't no shame in it. Um, I am driving to El Paso on Thursday in the midst of a winter storm. It's not going to suck. I mean, it's not going to be great. It's going to suck. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I downloaded this new app, though, and it's called... If, you're, if you drive for a living, this is kind of a cool app, and I'm not endorsing them. I'm not... But drive weather. I'll show you the. Hold on here. Let me show you the splash screen. Drive weather. There you go. It it gives you, like you say when you're leaving. Uh oh. Oh, that's not bad. So like it it shows you the weather along your drive. So here's the weather along my drive to El Paso from Houston. I'm going to hit a little sleet outside of San Antonio, and then I'm good the rest of the way. 
So if I can just th- get through that patch, I'll hit some rain. No big deal. But it shows you. That's a pretty dope little uh, little app. I showed little Uzi Vert, our weather guy. Uh, but yeah, you can see when I get to San Antonio, and it, it basically maps it so it knows. Okay, if you're driving to El Paso, that's a, an 11 hour drive. So you know, three and a half hours into your drive, when you're in this location, this is what the weather will be like. Pretty dope little little app. So if you drive long ways, if you're a truck driver, long haul truck driver, whatever, uh, you might check it out. It's called Drive Weather, Donna. Drive Weather. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we're gonna I don't know how good it how accurate it's gonna be, but we're gonna find out for sure. So uh, I thought I'd share that with you peeps. You know. If you wouldn't get banned so much, Reyes, what are y'all talking? Okay. The 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 beans going weird. But what's up to Rob and Nick Gamboa, Jared Taylor, Titan Hugo, Truck Driver Pookie, Chris Davis, Chris Mina. Eric Resendez and Chris Reyes. Boy, I think this is the most we've ever had listening live on Podbean at one time. Uh, Mark said, Jesus, how, what? How much do you want to assault our eyeballs? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that means. Are you talking to Jesus or Jesus? I don't know what that is, Mark. What are you talking about? You guys got to put context in your, in your uh, stuff there. All right, let's get to the uh, queue. Fidel hadn't asked me anything about anything. Can we get a doing dope on today's break? Yeah, I'm going to break. I'll go get a drink. I'll play sitting on the corner doing dope for you guys. Absolutely, we can do that, uh, Fidel. In fact, I'll, I'm going to get to a break right now because I, I do got to pee. Uh, Brandon Hannon hadn't asked me anything about anything. How long did your DJ career last? Why did you decide to hang it up? Uh, it just wasn't a long-term solution. So I was young and out of school, no job. I had met a chick. My mom owned the bar. So I started DJing. Uh, I'm, I mean, I worked my way up to DJ at the bar. It, it paid okay at the time. But I stopped DJing because me and my wife at the time, she graduated college. She graduated from Sam Houston. And it was time to get, you know, started now. I didn't really, I, I tried a bunch of different careers after I DJ. So we, we were living together. We got married and it was like, okay, I mean, I'm sure I could do okay at this, but so then I started selling cars and that didn't work. I didn't like that. And then I sold timeshares. Didn't like that. Uh, I sold, no, then I went into, um, I went to work for her dad renovating apartments i was like a maintenance man for our the apartment we lived in i did make readies i was a painter i was a carpenter uh i worked with her dad just doing basically anything roofing carpentry work and all that other stuff so it was just like one of those things where uh, i gotta i was trying to impress her and her mom to be honest with you one day i remember she had her her phone on speaker and her mom didn't know i was listening and she, her mom was like, I can't believe you're going to marry this loser. It's a true story. She's like, I can't believe you're going to marry this guy's a loser. He's a nightclub DJ. That's what you're marrying is a nightclub DJ. And so fast forward after our divorce and into my future. And I mean, like, yeah, now I'm kind of back to loser status because I don't have a job. Um, 
But at least now I have you know, some people still recognize me from radio and, and I'm still on TV. Does that make me a loser? Nonetheless, when I was at the peak of my IT career making 160K a year, I was so close. I was, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm petty Pete. Okay. I'll do some petty shit. And I never, ever forgot that as long as I lived. I never forgot that her mom called me a loser for being a nightclub DJ. So, um, I, I, I really was so close to messaging her one day and say, Hey, tell your mom I make 160 K a year and that she can suck it. But I, I didn't, but I, all I wanted to, oh, I wanted to so bad. So that's why I got out though. I, I wanted to try to make a career for, for her, which I'm stupid. Uh, Virginia, well, we'd ask me anything about anything. Hashtag Lawndale. Will you be prepping the sprinklers for the upcoming potential freeze? Uh, I've already prepped. I mean, I'm not, I didn't, I'm not going to drain them like you normally you would. I'm just, I already, um, I took the, um, the backflow preventer and I drained it. So, I mean, I recommend you guys do that. There's tons of YouTube videos prepping your sprinkler system for the freeze. You should do that because a lot of you might get busted uh, backflow preventers. And there's there's a big metal piece in there that you got to wrap for sure. But you should, you should turn off the water to your sprinkler system, drain the backflow preventer, wrap it real good, put the little foam things over your um, outdoor spigots. You know, even if they're in the wall, there's still a chance they could freeze. So do that and you'll be good. All right, is that the uh, is that all the AMAAAs? Uh, I believe it is. We need Jenny was bar owner stories on Monday. Oh, she's got some. Oh, I'm sure. Dodged a bullet bear. I feel like I did, even though she had a big booty. I do. I mean, my ex wife had a. She had a big booty. She was mean though. She was. She's a tough broad. Uh, Cece said, "I want to fight that mom." <laughs> Uh, for sure. Cece said, wait, what? Wait, what? There's a winter storm coming? I know Donna Google is my friend. <laughs> yeah, there is a winter storm coming. Hey, what's up, Faded? Faded said, told you the Bengals were going to take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. How come when I'm right, y'all never come in chat and, and be like, man, Barry, you were so right. The only time I ever see hear from y'all, Faded, Walt, is when you're right. No one ever comes in and be like, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Man, I also picked the 49ers. But yeah, good call. Good call. I I still don't know if I believe in the Bengals. I, maybe I should. Gun to head right now, I'm probably picking the Rams in the Super Bowl. But I'm not super confident about it. But I still think that Bengals front... That Bengals offensive line that gave up nine sacks, and now you got Aaron Donald and Von Miller. They better figure something out over the next two weeks. That now that I I will stand by. That could get ugly. Could get very ugly. Demata said the ex-wife was the one in the House of Pies fight. Yes, uh, it wasn't House of Pies. It was international or no? It was the Village Inn and uh, what's the pancake? Was it IHOP? Yeah, I think it was IHOP. IHOP was the fight with the 12 guys that spilled over to the village in Conroe. But yes, that was her. That was her. <laughs> Screw you, Marty. 
Marty said, man, Barry, you were so right. Boy, doesn't that sound awkward? Shut up, Marty. Sounds great. I'm so used to hearing it. Uh, Faded said that cold front coming in ain't no joke. I'm in McAllen, Texas, and last year's winter storm was no joke for us Texans. Yeah, man. I'm a little nervous about driving in this shit. I ain't going to lie. Hopefully, it's it's gone by the time I hit the road, but yeah. Uh, Walt said, I said I was wrong twice this playoffs. Oh, my God. Oh, Walt. Let me vomit on stream wall. All right, let me go. Let me go pee. I got to pee. I'm going to get a Diet Coke. We're going to come back. We got about 40 minutes left in the show. While I do that, I wanted to make sure you guys get to sit on the corner and do some dope, which I know you guys enjoy. You're not going to get it this week on Friday because there is no show Friday. This is the last show of the week. I will see you guys next Tuesday. For those of you that are just tuning in, I'm out tomorrow. I'm out Thursday. I'm out Friday and I'm out Monday as I go to El Paso to perform at the comic strip in El Paso. I'm going to be actually featuring for a dude named Steve Kramer. I have no idea who this cat is. He's an impressionist from the 90s. So it should be should be fun. Yeah, I do need to update the Laminator 5000. It didn't it didn't perform that well this weekend. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go get another Diet Coke. Maybe I'll do a shot after here. Uh, I'm going to go pee. I suggest you guys do that. It's a break. If you got to poop, pee, whatever it is you do, you go do that. Smoke a J, hit the bong, pray to Jesus, whatever okay you do that i'm gonna do that but the rest of you sit on the corner do some dope and we'll reconvene right back here uh right after this stick around i got your bitch
back to hour number two of Barry on Deck. Well, the last 40, 37 minutes of Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Lamanek. Thank you guys for sticking around through that break. Daddy had to pee. You guys wanted to sit on the corner and do some dope. So uh, everybody wins in that one. So, uh, yeah, there you go. All right, let's keep the show rolling. I got to bring up this topic because this, this kind of was weird. Now, so we've talked a little bit of sports. I, wanted, I do want to mention this. We talked a little bit about... Um, the playoffs and Fada came in bragging about the his called a shot about the Bengals. Um, somebody wrote an article, and let me just read you the headline for the article. After another 49ers big game collapse, it's time for a long look in the mirror. And and I read this article. It's by Marcus Thompson the second of the Athletic. And he writes about how the Rams have failed twice in three years after after losing, or the, the Niners have failed twice in three years after losing to the Rams, and then a couple years ago, losing in the Super Bowl after having the lead going into the fourth quarter, similar to their loss against the Rams, having the lead in the fourth quarter, Super Bowl in, in 2020, NFC title game in 2022. Both seasons, it says, they came up clutch in the regular season finale. Both seasons, they vanquished Green Bay. Both seasons, they've been in the driver's seat with a 10-point lead to start the fourth quarter of their final game. So it's it, the article goes on to talk about. I mean, it talks about Tart and you know uh, everything that happened. Garoppolo was three for nine for thirty yards with an interception in the fourth quarter. In the Super Bowl, he was three for eleven for thirty six yards. They talk about the fact that Debo Samuel didn't get any looks, no touches down the stretch at all after he, his touchdown run. Maybe like one or two at the most. And and while I think that that is a glaring issue, and while I think that that is a a, a, a problem. It's baffling to me that people would say that there's something wrong with the Niners if they've been to a Super Bowl and the NFC title game in twice, they both of those within a span of three years. Do you know how many teams, <coughs> Texans, <coughs> got a COVID cough? Do you know how many teams and fans of teams would love to be able to say that their team had a lead going into the fourth quarter? I mean, hell, I asked you guys. What you would sacrifice for that Super Bowl win? I said, would you rather never get to a Super Bowl or would you rather have a 28 to 3 lead at halftime and blow it? And everybody was like, Super Bowl. So I'm mean, if you're a Niners fan, your team has been to the NFC title game with a lead going into the fourth quarter. And yeah, maybe you got out coached. Kyle Shanahan got conservative. Aaron Donald stepped up big fine. Maybe Jimmy G's. Not the right guy, but how do you knock the results of a Super Bowl appearance and, and an NFC title game appearance in three years? I mean, the Chiefs only have one Super Bowl. Are we talking about their failures? Are we talking about we got to blow up the Chiefs because they're not out here winning the Super Bowl every single year? I mean, it's hard to hold teams to this level of accountability. It's hard to... It's different if they're if they're fail if they're not making the playoffs if they if they start off seven and zero and finish the season seven and ten. But if you're getting to Super Bowls and NFC title games and you're talking about ah, same old Niners time to blow it up what what. 
<laughs> Sean said you drive a hard bargain, but we'll take that in Chicago. Exactly, Sean. Bears fans know. Texans fans know. Lions fans know. Browns fans know. It's absurd to me that there are people out here writing articles that the same old Niners. What are you talking about? You made it to a Super Bowl in the NFC title game. In three, what? It's ridiculous. Uh, Mikey C had an ask me anything about anything. He said, do you think Brian Flores suing the NFL over the Rooney rule? News just broke means he's not getting hired by the Texans. First of all, I haven't seen that news. Let me let me validate that before we go any further. Not that I don't trust you, Mikey. Brian Flores, Rooney rule. Let's see here. Uh, Axios, is that a valid Cameron Wolf, Dan Lust, Zach Kiefer? I don't see a good Brian Flores, Susan NFL. Okay, Yahoo. Okay, this dropped at three thirteen. It's three twenty eight. Let's let's read this together, chat. Let's let's do this. Breaking news. Boop 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 boop. All right, I guess we're on a budget. Okay, freaking judge me. Frickin' 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 judge me. Alright, well that wasn't it. That's Jimmy G crying in his stupid ugly face. Not ugly. He's hot. I I would. Alright, uh here's the um Here's the article. Former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores has filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL, the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos, and the Dolphins claiming racial discrimination in the league's hiring process for coaches and executives. Flores filed the suit in the Southern District of New York on Tuesday. Entity accuses Dolphins owner Stephen Ross of offering him $100,000 for every loss in an effort to tank for the number one draft pick during the 2019 NFL season and includes texts he alleges are from New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick demonstrating that the Giants uh, conducted an interview with Flores while knowing that they had already intended to hire Brian Dabble as his head coach. The suit alleges that the Giants interviewed Flores simply to satisfy the Rooney Rule mandate requiring that teams interview minority candidates. Interesting. From the lawsuit, while racial barriers have been eroded in many areas, uh, defendant the National Football League lives in this time of the past. This suit reads as described throughout the class action complaint. The NFL remains rife with racism, particularly when it comes to hiring and uh, retention of black head coaches, coordinators, and general managers. Over the years, the NFL and 32-member organization have been given any uh, every chance to do the right thing. Rules have been implemented, promises made, but nothing has changed. In fact, the racial discrimination has only been made worse by the NFL's disingenuous commitment to social equity. As such, in the face of the risk associated with combating racism and injustice, and in particular standing up to organizations as powerful as the NFL and his teams, Mr. Flores has determined that the only way to effect, uh, effectuate real change is through the courts, whereas the NFL's conduct can be judged by, uh, where the NFL's conduct can be judged by a jury of Mr. Flores' peers, a judgment that is long overdue. Well, zoom out. Interesting. Uh, if this is true, first of all, the truth about, oh, like we didn't get to this tweet. Hold on. Let's, let's get over here. This tweet. So this is a tweet by Michelle Steele. Brian Flores class action lawsuit against the NFL is, uh, he is being represented by the same firm that represented Harvey Weinstein victims and former Fox news employees and their discrimination cases. 
Uh, apparently, this is sorry I bleeped this up. I double checked and misread the text. I think they are naming Brian Dabble. I'm sorry about that, BB. Bill Belichick informing plaintiff Brian Flores three days before his interview with the Giants that Brian Dabble had already been selected for the job. Oops. Uh, morals cannot be legislated, but behavior can be regulated. The law cannot make us employer, uh, make an employer love me, but it can't keep him from refusing to hire me because of the color of my skin. That was from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Also quoted in the class action lawsuit. So that's interesting news to say the least. Oh, look, more spammers. God, Twitch. I mean, YouTube, you suck, dude. YouTube sucks. Like this. Um, I did put something in place where I don't think we should see the the porn spammers anymore. Um so this is pretty interesting. I think that the Rooney rule was put in place, unfortunately, because it's proven to be necessary. You 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 can't have a league with so many African-American players and personnel uh, that don't get opportunities as head coaches, general managers, and front office people. And there was, you, 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 I mean, I read you the quote from Martin Luther King. There's other, there's other sayings. I remember something that I said back in the day uh, in a discussion with somebody about race and why laws exist. It, it just because laws change don't mean people change. And just because rules get put in place doesn't change the mindset of old school, we'll call them owners. And by old school, you know, we mean the good old boy network. It's what it is. It exists. If you want to deny that, deny it all you want. But it exists and it's a real thing. And I think these old white owners feel uncomfortably, feel uncomfortable entrusting people of color to run their organization and that's a reflection on them but you have to have some rules in place to counteract that and unfortunately the thing about the Rooney rule is it doesn't change people's minds and it doesn't make them hire you it just makes them interview you and as you saw I mean in this particular case according to what Brian Flores is saying he didn't even get the interview yet, and they had already made their decision that they were going with Dabble. But they were still going to go through the motions to satisfy the Rooney rule. Now, the flip side of the argument, and is, as is usually the case by white people, is, yeah, but what if we just felt like Dabble was better? It really had nothing to do with race. And that's usually what the argument is. Yeah, but. I mean, Brian Flores didn't have a great, you know, he wasn't great in Miami, although he was, especially when you consider how bad that team was. I had no idea that he had been offered 100K per loss to tank for the number one pick. Didn't know that. That's according to him and allegedly. But I, I the, 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 the argument of, yeah, but what if we honestly just thought that Dabble was better? Great. Understand that. Totally understand that. I don't know how you change a mindset 
I don't, I don't know what you do to change a mindset. Okay. Are there qualified white coaches in the NFL? Absolutely. Are there qualified black coaches in the NFL? Absolutely. Are there qualified minority coaches and personnel in the NFL? Absolutely. Are there qualified female coaches and personnel in the NFL? Absolutely. What the rooting rule does is it tries to level the playing field of opportunity, but it does not mandate that non-white coaches be hired. It's not a quota. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a quota for hiring. It's a quota for interviewing. And that's a, that's, so that's the problem that I think coaches like Brian Flores has and have is that like, even if you talk to me and you, you see some of these names that pop up like the Texans interviewing Heinz Ward. All along the Texans know they want to go with Josh McCown. You've got a guy like Brian Flores with some amount of skins on the walls, a head coach in the NFL, but you're really going to try to convince me that you think Brian Flores, I mean, that, that Josh McCown is a better head coach? When in reality, the only reason you want to hire him, and, 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 and I'm not even saying it's because he's white, but it's because he's a good Christian boy. Now, you can assume other things if you'd like. But I, I think the problem is there has to be there has to be some changing of the mindset. No rule and no law is going to change minds. You know what changes? Death. When these old white men in positions of power die off, this will slowly affect change. That's it. That's literally it. In football and in society, these these folks that that grew up in an era of systemic racism who hold on to a belief of superiority in their race. You're not just because you put a law in place, just because you put a rule in place, you're not going to change the minds of these people. And that is a shitty thing to say. And it is a shitty thing to accept. But the fact of the matter is, we're all playing a waiting game. For those of us that value humanity regardless of what the person looks like, regardless of what their gender is, regardless of what their race is, for those of us that just love human beings, we're just playing a waiting game. We're just waiting on these old dudes to die. We're waiting on the old racist people to die off so that the rest of us can live in a world where you don't have to deal with that shit. And that sucks. And I, I, it sucks to be a black coach in the NFL where the rules are in place that give you the opportunity to interview for the position, but don't mandate that you be given it if you're more qualified. And that's the shitty part. And how do you prove that? How do you prove that in court? How do you prove that Brian Flores was better qualified than Dabble? You can't. You absolutely cannot. I think Brian Flores has a really good case to go and say, I was unjustly fired, but this is the NFL. See, this is the crazy thing. And all the I, I, I'll tell you this, all Miami's going to do is go and, and probably now with all this, they're just going to hire another black coach. They're going to have to. They don't probably want to, but they're going to have to. But I think that when you see stuff like this happen, 
when you hear about things like Dabble already being hired and them only bringing Brian, Brian Flores to satisfy the Rooney rule. When you see and hear things like this, and then some of you, I won't say some of you, some people have the nerve to sit here and say that systemic racism doesn't exist. It's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. So I, I don't know what my opinion is on it in particular, other than I think it's a sad state of affairs that we need rules like the Rooney rule. What happened to just hiring people on merit? And I know white people will say, exactly. Here's the thing I want white people to process and understand. How to put this in a way that I think white people would grasp it. And not all of you. I know there are a few of you that are, it is probably not even anybody that's watching this because anybody knows that how I feel on issues of race. Um, if, if you disagree with me, you probably don't watch. But I'm just going to say it anyways because I feel like it's my duty with a microphone. Um, as is the case in the NFL, as is the case in life, you, you can say that we, we believe in, in hiring the most qualified. Some people believe that. and Some people just say that. And that's a fact. Some people say it because they know other people want to hear them say it. Which goes back to my original point. This doesn't go away because you make some rules or make some laws. This is an evolutionary process. And I want you to think about that for a second. Think about where this country was in 1776 or 1822 versus 2022. You're going to have to evolve out of this racism, out of this systemic racism. In the NFL, in the country and in life so there you go uh and as i suspected you i wish i could see the graph look at look at this uh i started talking about this 10 minutes ago this is the hilarious thing to me people just cannot and i I wouldn't change it i'm not going to change it i would never not talk about these things but i just want to show you something pretty interesting here um, this, this is my YouTube console. Let me see here. No, not that. Where the heck did it go? So this was my YouTube console. See if you can find where I started talking about race. <laughs> we were at 36 and it plummeted to 28. And then a few of you have popped on, but this is what I mean. This is, this is, this is part of, part of that dynamic is there are people that heard me start talking about the Rooney rule and systemic racism and went, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to talk about it. I disagree with you. And they leave. And I mean, look, this is, you can't see the timestamp, but this was, uh, this was at three 35 roughly so there you go it happens and I guarantee you if I were to go on Twitter and discuss Brian Flores and the Rooney rule my Twitter followers would go down and I'm not saying that for pity or oh please don't unfollow me listen you do what you got to do 
I'm just saying it because it's a part of the bigger problem of people can't, people don't want to hear anything that they disagree with. They, they just can't handle it. They can't have solid discourse. It's a bigger problem. It's absolutely a bigger problem. So, all right, let's move on. I'm not worried about the stats. That's not, that's not why I was showing you that I'm, Listen, I, these, these stats have been way worse. <laughs> Certainly not worried about that. And the same thing is true on Twitch. We've, 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 we were at 26, 24 at 17 now. People just can't stand it. They don't want to hear it. Uh, Paul said people leaving Barry Talk Sports Not Politics have no opinion. I enjoy the content that makes us think about things. Thank you, Paul. I, you know, I mean, I'm not the smartest dude. Um, and I've, I've really shied away from political discourse and talk on this show significantly. Because I do, I mean, I have to treat this like a business and the, and the whole point is to grow. And, and if people don't want to talk politics, I get it. So I try not to do it a lot, but there are times when politics and sports mix. There are times when politics and sports mesh. And it's okay to have a conversation about it. And my job is to give opinions. When I give an opinion on the San Francisco 49ers as a team, or when I give an opinion on the pass rush of the Rams, or I give opinions, there are a lot of you that don't agree with me on my sports takes. I know Walt thinks I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> White Magic thought I was a fucking idiot. Several of you, I'm sure, think I'm a moron when it comes to sports, that I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's okay. That's okay. Thank you, truck driver Pookie. Truck driver Pookie said, Pop Bean didn't drop. Let's go. God, look at the flab on that arm. That's like how white it is, too. Jesus. But I, 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 you know, part of my job is to give opinions. Some people just, some people are okay with opinions as long as you don't disagree with theirs. That's the, that's the, that's the job. That's the business. And I can't, I've just given Walt a hard time. He's probably like, God damn it, Barry. I love Walt, so I'm just using him as an example to, to mess around. So Behan said, Barry changed my mind. Barry changed my opinion about the vaccine. I enjoy real talk. Dude, that makes me feel so good. Not that I want to change your minds. The reason that gets so excited about that is, Behan, and you actually went into, <laughs> Walt's like, what? Huh? I'm just messing with you, Walt. You actually, you actually approached it with an open mind, and you listened to my take. And you reasoned it that, oh, okay, I agree with this. I, and, and, and if you didn't, that would be fine too. You'd still be my dude. What's amazing to me, B. Hannon, is that you could actually say, I had a discussion with somebody. They presented a different side that I didn't think about, and I changed my mind. Do you know how rare that is? Do you know how unbelievable? You're a goddamn unicorn, B. Hannon. You are a unicorn in a sea of weird donkeys. Be a unicorn, Brandon. Be a unicorn. Uh, Joe Pro said, come to find out, it might have been the F YouTube rant shadow ban and po politics that killed the numbers. Well, I've deleted the F YouTube thing, but yeah, I'm sure that didn't help. But you know what, Joe Pro? I think I would have felt like that. I mean, that was just me. That was just my head had it with YouTube's bullshit. And no, it's certainly not. No, 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 no. 
come to find out, it might have been the F YouTube rant shadow ban, not politics that killed it. No, 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 no. I mean, I, cl- I just showed you the numbers when we talk politics on the show. I just showed you. If we had 40 people and we lost 10, we lost a quarter of the viewers on YouTube as soon as we started talking politics. A fourth of the viewership on YouTube. So, yeah. Uh, trust me, I go through the analytics all the time. Um, Alex said, I'm not political, but I listen to everything on here, whether I agree or not on anything. Thank you. And that's okay. That's, that's okay. Like, that's really okay. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. So, uh, <laughs> Dr. Arpuki said, rip white mic. Uh, an open-minded human. How do we clone B. Hannon in a lab? Amen, brother. Amen to that. All right, let's talk some more stuff here. We got we got about 12 minutes left in the program. I didn't even get to the NBA power rankings. I'm beginning to think you guys don't give a shit, and that's okay, too. I did want to talk about this because I want your opinions on this because I don't know. Look, I'm a pretty open dude on this show. I talk about I talk about a lot of things. I tell you guys stories about what happens to me and my family in my personal life when I'm at Sonic and a 17 year old punk ass redheaded kid tries to stiff me for $3, even though it was never his $3 to begin with, because I told him to give him my change back. I mean, I share, I share with you these things. I share with you stories of failure. I share with you stories of, uh, I mean, for God's sakes, I talked about, I need to go get therapy and, uh, Oh man, Fix this desk. I gotta clean this whole office. It's a mess. Paul Wall was on a um podcast. The F F and A F Q A F A Q the F A Q podcast. And he was telling a story. And I got to, whoever came up, whoever posted this on the Discord, thank you. Cause I was like, what? But he told a story on the FAQ podcast, which premiered on YouTube Monday, January 24th. This is what he said. This is what he said. Growing up, he left us talking about his dad and his childhood. Growing up, he left us, his dad, when I was about five or six years old. I never knew what happened other than my mom would always have me and my sister paranoid that we were, quote, about to get kidnapped. I didn't know anything about him. My relationship with him was on the weekends. I went through the same thing. My parents got divorced um, when I was six. So I would see my dad's every Wednesday and every other weekend. He said, um, they, his parents got divorced when I was young, so I could only see him on, um, every other weekend once a month. That was it. He was abusive. He was a drug addict. And other things. But I don't remember that as a child. I only think of that's my dad and that's how it's supposed to be. I'm going to move over here. But then later in life, I asked my mom one day, like, hey, whatever happened? Whatever happened to him? And that's when I found out horrible things. Man, I can't believe this stuff. My biological father, he was a child molester. A serial child molester. He ended up kidnapping a girl. He started a relationship with her when he was 12. We quote relationship when she was 12 years old, 13 years old. Then when she became 14 or 15, he quote married her 
and then went to Canada, and that's the last time I seen him. Next thing you know, then they come back. She, the minor, his dad married, ended up killing herself when they came back. He went to jail for a little bit. That's when he lost all custodial rights to me and my sister because we never knew anything. We never talked about it or any of that. We never, so I didn't know any of this. So even for me to talk about this with my mom is even a touchy subject with her a little bit. That's a lot to process, man. That is a lot to digest. That is insanely crazy. But good for for Paul Wall for being able to tell his truth and to tell his story. Because you never know when you tell a story like that how it might affect other people in a positive way. Even though it's a sad, tragically sad story. You never know who it could inspire, who it might help out of a situation that's similar. It's pretty shocking, though. And kind of brave, to be honest, because you're a rapper. You know, rappers don't talk about their feelings. They don't talk about, they talk about money and hoes. That's it. P word, weed, and alcohol. Right? You got to be tough. You can't. I mean, now nowadays, 2022 is mostly emo rappers, right? They talk about their feelings. and But that is, that is, in my opinion, and brave is a subjective word. It may be not the most accurate word. But in a way, to tell that story, to the whole world as a rapper <laughs> Sean said that's a lot to deal with my pop just left eh. that's right PWAM weed and alcohol and money true uh, yeah people do suck Joe Pro people absolutely do suck pretty crazy story though Whole new respect for Paul Wall, though, for even coming out and telling the world about something like that. It's pretty wild. Uh, one more thing, and I, I wanted to get this off my chest, and this is probably going to spark a longer dialogue than necessary, but I, I wanted to get to this before we bounce. This guy on Twitter tweeted this out. His name's Greg. It's Greg72 on Twitter. And this was near and dear to my heart. But Greg tweeted out, former athletes who take away radio and TV opportunities from people who put in the work have little room to talk about Josh McCown and his qualifications. <laughs> Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. If ever there was a tweet that hit home. Doing this, you hear a lot of shit. When you talk sports for a living into a microphone, be it on the radio or TV or your own podcast or live streams or whatever, inevitably what happens is one, people are people question whether you know what you're talking about. People inevitably are going to tell you you have shitty sports takes, a certain sub, certain group of people. Which is why I think it's also important that you entertain because not everyone's going to think you're right. Not everyone's going to like. But if you can entertain, people can. It's like being on stage. 
If you're likable on stage as a comedian, you don't always have to be the funniest dude in the room. And sometimes the funniest comics aren't the most likable on stage or off. They're just funny. But inevitably what happens in this business is people will say things to you like, how do you know? Or you have no room to talk. You never played professional sport, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, hockey. MMA. What gives you the right? What what makes you qualified? And the 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 point that I always make because inevitably somebody would call the radio station when I was at ESPN and be like, "You don't know shit. You don't you uh, you over here talking. You don't know. You never played. Did you ever play?" Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh and there there's look there's plenty of sports guys on the radio here in Houston and across the country, plenty of former athletes. There's a ton of them on Twitch. I mean, Shock and I and and John deal with this on Sports Riot where we've got a guy who's our agent and all he does is talk about, well, this athlete's got this show and that show. Who gives a fuck? They're not good at it. I don't give a shit if they know what they're doing. If they know what they're talking, great, they know X's and O's. This is this is there's two parts to this job. It's being entertaining and knowing the mechanics of doing a job like this. And then it's knowing sports. There's the third part, and it's opinions. Some folks try to do a breakdown breakdown style stuff. That's never been me. I'm not the guy that went on the radio or comes on this show and tries to break down X's and O's. I've never been that. That's not my strong suit. I don't I don't know the details of that. I know some things as I try to educate myself, but it's a fool's errand to try to come on here and pretend like I can break down coverages and and route trees and and, and offenses and defenses and 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 you know Pitching mechanics, hitting mechanics. You know some stuff. All of you know some stuff. But I... I think it's it's a cop-out to say that you have to have been a former athlete to be able to do this job. And I also think it's it's not fair to say that former athletes can't do this job. I think what you see, though, all too often in this business is people lose their job to athletes because those guys were athletes. You don't have to have played a sport to have an opinion. Most of this job, and this is what AJ told me when I got in the business. This is what AJ told me when I got in the business as a friend, not as my program director. He wasn't that until way later. But when I first got into the business, AJ, because I won that contest. I won a, a contest, for those of you that don't know, I won a contest called Rock the Mic for ESPN Radio here in Houston. And that ended up getting me uh, a small part on a on a small show on Sunday mornings called Houston Game Day, where I started doing shows with Mike Lieber-Shock. Speaking of, yes, John, I saw your your question. Yeah, Shock and I are doing Sports Right Live tonight. My bad for not having Sports Right on Sunday, y'all. I just literally totally forgot. I totally forgot to wake up and do the show with Shock. 100% on me. 
Just woke up, slept late, woke up, went about my day. Totally forgot about Sports Right. So there will be a show tonight on Sports Right. Now, when I won this thing, AJ sat me down and I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know the X's and O's and all that. And AJ said, listen, this job of sports talk radio, it's not about breaking down sports to to X's and O's necessarily. I mean, you need to understand the sports. Your job is to have an opinion that moves people one way or the other, good or bad. But your job is to have a good opinion and stick to it. A good opinion. A good opinion. So that's always been, to me, the most important thing is that I have an opinion to share with you guys. Whether you agree with it or not is going to be something entirely different because it's an opinion. But you don't need to have been former athlete to have an opinion. I think it's stupid. I think that's a stupid argument when people tell you, oh, no, you know what you told about. You never played. We all have an opinion. The difference is, is that some of us can sit in front of this microphone and articulate it in a way that's funny and or entertaining and or relevant. And some can't. It's definitely not radio affirmative action. It's definitely not. Anyways, I thought that was an interesting tweet. You know, and some people said, look, I don't want to hear from, you know, somebody that doesn't, that's never played. Okay. That's fine too. That's fine too. But it certainly shouldn't exclude other people. That was all. I just thought that was an interesting. I mean, for me, that hit home a little bit more. I'm sure some of you have said that to others before. Hey, guy doesn't know. He ain't never played that. Look, it's different. I saw somebody mention Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's different if I'm telling you, if I'm like, man. This is how you do brain surgery. Okay, this is how the cosmos works. You kind of need to be a scientist or a doctor to do that. But to have an opinion on a sport ball game, don't. Valley Grower, peace out, homie. You guys, that's the last show of the week. What? Pull up your pants, take off the pawn, be a man. Hey, if you stuck around through the political discourse, I appreciate you. You're a bigger person than the mother cowards. Paul said, are you a Twitch partner? I've been affiliate. I was like affiliate like day seven of the show being on Twitch. I just haven't applied yet because I want to do both YouTube and Twitch. Can't do it once you're an affiliate. March 1st, I'll apply. Hey, uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Stay warm. Be safe out there. Don't get crazy. I'm going to try to drive carefully as I make my way to El Paso, the city of Menage Chois. That's what El Paso means in Spanish, by the way. The three seat. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the support as always. I'll see you on Tuesday. That's the next show. Tuesday of next week. I know. Crazy talk. So until I see you all the way next Tuesday, a week from today, one, come back. Also, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. And most important, for the love of everything, Love each other. See y'all next week. Daddy's making a YouTube video!